Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. It is 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you. This is Oilers Now presented by our friends... Yes, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. We have a half-hour block that is currently open, and you can participate in the interactive elements to our show. You can call us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino open 365, 24-7. Excitement, bet on it. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number, 780 780- 4960063. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we can talk about where the Edmonton Oilers are at right now. I think we all know the expectation. This team's in win now mode. Uh, they didn't have a lot of cap space, and it's been a relatively quiet offseason. Um, can the team be better than they were last year? They won 50 games. Let's not forget, they were the ninth best team in the league defensively once they got Matthias Ekholm in the final uh, 21 games. If you want to uh, indulge us in your brush with greatness, we can do that too on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline because we got hundreds of texts, and I apologize. I couldn't get to all of them in the first hour of the show. James says, Bob, when you look at evaluating the Edmonton Oilers, don't forget about looking uh, at Lavoie in for Costin. James says that's a soft. Lavoie won't be willing to throw them as Costin, but he's just as heavy and an even better shot. He'll at least replace Costin's productivity. That text comes to us from James. James, I respectfully disagree with you. Until uh, Raphael Lavoie can prove uh, that he can do it, that is, a, I think, a reach at this stage. Now, maybe LeBlanc comes in and scores 20. I'm just saying that he's had inconsistencies at the American League level, and I think we got to give Costin some credit for being a double-digit goal scorer and a guy who uh, dropped the flippers as well. All right, let's give this a shot. 780-496-0063. Terry on line number one. Terry, you're on orders now. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. This is the very, very first time I've ever called a radio station in my life. Okay. Need, 
Okay. What do you Hello? What do you want to hit on? I just uh, I want to comment on the new the new schedule if I can. Okay, go ahead. I had a feeling that there might be some people commenting on that. Go ahead. What do you think? I, I no, I'm not very happy about it. I've been listening to it for 12 years because I have time between uh, 12 and uh, two. But yep. uh, I was just wondering how how are you going to work out the well your guests because they're going to be on the radio six or uh, four or five hours later. Uh, well, we're going to have to endeavor to have that. I, I have had the conversation with a couple of them. Like I found out Wednesday that this was going to take place, uh, or, or no, thir- I guess Thursday technically, Thursday yeah. morning. Um, we'll we'll have to work on it. Uh, and I will mention to you that the way it's going to work is on order. So if the orders play at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll still have our traditional face-off show that's been a part of 6.30 Ched for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. And that's a 90-minute show. And Oilers now will go on the 90 minutes prior to the face-off show. So if we're playing at 7, if the Oilers are playing, for the sake of argument, Vancouver at 7 p.m. at home on a Wednesday night, Reed will be on with the face-off show at 5.30. And I'll join Reed for a segment during that show. But for Oilers now on those days would move 4 to 5.30. So that's what would end up transpiring. What do the uh, sponsors think about it? The advertisers? Uh, I've spoken to some of them. Sometimes change is a difficult thing, and others sit there and think there might be, you know, I I think it sort of depends on the individual advertiser, to be honest with you. Uh, But there there certainly have been some uh, advertisers that have raised some concerns. Frankly, it's not my call where they put the show. Uh, So that. You know, they so yeah. we'll we'll have to wait and see. I mean, our 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 endeavor is to get the best product possible. So your question about guests is a valid point. Uh, I also want to comment. I have a drag car that I've been racing for eh, twenty years. Yep. The number on it is six thirty. By the way. Okay. I have to talk to my brother and my, well, my son-in-law about how things are going because I won't be able to listen to you between five and seven. There's no chance my wife would kill me. All right. Well, uh, Terry, we all know how we have to be. Uh, we have we have partners in our lives that you know the old saying. Uh, my father told me a number of years ago when I got married. He said, "Just remember, uh, let your wife make all the little decisions, and you can make the big decisions. And remember, there are no big decisions." And I am the same in my house as well. All right. I'll, I'll talk to my. my well, my son-in-law, Bob, Bob Suter. All right. Well, you know, there you go. We won't hold that against you. Thanks a lot, Terry. Well, Take care. Thank you. 780-496-0063. Uh, we'll go to, sure, we'll go to Darcy on line number two. Hello, Darcy. How are you? Hey, Bob. Good, man. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, um, yeah, just to touch on what that previous caller said, like, it sucks that you guys are moving your, your time slot, man. I've been listening to you when you were Oilers lunch back in the day. Yeah. And uh, this 12 o'clock time, like, you know, for us that work in the patch, and many of us listen to you, um, it works great, right? It works right around your lunch break or if you're doing reports or whatever, right? So, Bob, it just sucks that they're moving the time. It oh. really does. I really hope that you guys go back to management and figure something out or or are they going to br- like are you guys bringing in another sports host to maybe do a 12 to 2 show I think you might see more of a newsy public affairs I I don't know for sure what they're doing like I said I got informed last week end of last week that this was going to occur and I Friday was the first day that I took <laughs> off the air from the show other than a travel day uh, since August of last year so I basically dealt with uh, you know I talked to a lot of people I'm certainly aware of 
I mean, it's been for sports fans, it's been a tough go here, right? So they had an all sports station, which just so people are aware of, I was on that all sports station for five years. I was the second guy to get a, sh- uh, a consistent daily show there. Brennan Jake started it in the morning, and then I ended up going with Spec from Spec did an hour, but I did two hours with five to seven starting in 03. I had a vested interest in seeing that show, that station succeed, and I didn't want to, even though we were on over here for the last. Uh, 15 years doing color with the Oilers and the last 12 years doing Oilers now noon to two. I, I, I want, I want radio to be successful. So I wasn't cheering against those guys. So I, I get it with the fans that it's been a, uh, a tough goal that there's a lot of passion in oil country. And the other thing, and I mentioned it briefly on yesterday's show, um, I know the reach Chad has in rural Alberta. This station can be heard across the province. The problem is that that doesn't always monetize itself in terms of ratings. And that, that, but but I do know the loyalty, like I had guys um, reach out to me from Fort McMurray and High Level and Lloyd Minster and uh, a guy in Lethbridge. And I was like, they can hear Chet in Lethbridge? And then of course, we've got the online format as well. So I I am certainly cognizant of it, but you know, it's a decision that gets made at a level above me, that's for sure. Like, I've, I've got you on, like, like right now I'm working down by Wilson Creek, uh, over by Rocky. Got you on here. Yeah. I've had you on. I was down by Calgary yesterday listening to, to Oilers now. I mean, man, I'm all over the province. And I listen to you pretty much everywhere I go or I, I stream you live. Um, and that was the same with, with, with the other station, too, right? right? Like, yeah. man, I was, I, was a, I was a faithful AM nasty every morning. Like, yep. It sucks. It sucks what's happened to the Edmonton sports scene when it comes to well, radio. And what and bothers me is the perception. Like, I, I think this is the strong. Well, I know it is because I know the power of the Oilers brand. This is the strong. I, I would debate. Like, I'm sad to see what's happened to the Edmonton Elks. I'm not surprised. Okay. Yeah. I'm not surprised what's little- happened to the Edmonton Elks, but I'm sad because I grew up. I think Edmonton was the best sports city in, in Canada, and there was no no. I you know I grew up. Dale Potter was a, a teacher of mine. Like you know, I met a bunch of those guys back in the late '70s and early '80s. I later had Tom Wilkinson as a coach at the U of A when I was the SID there. Right, like I love Edmonton teams, and I know the passion that's in the Edmonton market for their team. And people like oh, you know, uh, sports media coverage in Edmonton's. I don't believe that for a second at all. So it's just the way this has worked out. To be honest with you, the theory is. They, they, the belief is they can capture more listeners in afternoon drive. Tom, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what we got to do, and we got to execute that's on our part. Thought, well, that's the thing. That's kind of what I figured. Why they moved you was because now that you don't have twelve sixty to go against, well, where can you put Oilers now? That's going to get higher ratings, and and obviously the drive home yeah. is probably making. So there's two. Sense, just just so you know, there's a, there's a couple different sets of ratings. There's a thing called full coverage. And that's what the Edmonton Journal has used forever. And Ched's numbers would always be strong because full coverage is Edmonton and surrounding areas. And whereas there's also sort of Edmonton region. And that's a little bit more competitive. Ironically enough, to, to see a guy like Kurt Levins, who works for the Patterson Group, who has the number one and number three stations in the market, I mean, he's, he's always, every you know, every three months kind of reported the number. Like, the guys at the other station, a couple of those guys had a real good book and watched uh, as, as a result of the playoffs. So I was a little bit surprised that that was the, the time that Bell decided to pull the plug there. So, so I, I have a question for you. You being an old alumnus of, of the other station, 
tell me what was your favorite or most memorable moment when you're on that station like did you ever have a caller call in that just lost it or did you have a uh, an interview with an athlete that was went off the rails like anything that you really remember when you're over there i'll tell you one thing i remembered was the pursuit of daryl cates to purchase the team because because he uh, we did a show we did a show and I think it was on December 20th of 2007. And we just, no commercials for an hour, and we just got people's opinions on whether or not they think they thought there should be single ownership or whether or not that they should stick with the Edmonton Investors Group. And that show generated a lot of calls. Um, there were moments where I was stupefied by some of the callers that we had, just like with here. But, you know, like where I was like, wow, I didn't. Did you have one specific one that you remembered? Like you asked me, you were ready. You during, said, during I remember. So, well, no, no, I was going to say, I, I remember when Cates was coming in, like when, when there was talk of him buying the team. And I was, I was on the pro Cates side. Man, I'll tell you this, Bob. I think it's a shame that Rogers Place doesn't have a picture of the EIG when they originally bought the team in 98. To me, we don't have the Oilers if those guys don't step up. And I think every single one of, one of us Oiler fans owes it to those to that group like I really do and I feel like in a way that they've maybe been washed out by the new ownership um, I wish you do realize that Daryl Cates kept Cal Nichols as his governor for several years after he took over ownership of the team but but it wasn't Cal Nichols alone that bought the team it it, it took a group of guys but he yes but he's the group he is the individual that put the group together so you had Bruce Saville and Jim Hole and you had uh, you know Harold and Kathy Rusin, who used to be involved with this radio station, and you had the yeah. you had Gary Gregg, like you you had thirty eight different guys. Like I I had the entire list at one time. I don't have it with me today, Darcy. So go on. I'll I just yeah, keep I going. just I just I just love I just love the fact that you know it's such an Alberta thing that they came together to buy the team to keep the team here. I remember the cash call they had to make. I think it was an old four. Or 03, maybe it was 03 or 04, where to just get to the to the the lockout, they needed just a little bit more money. Yeah, yep, that's to true. Get there, but what I, couldn't they I do? Remember- what, what couldn't they do? There was one thing they didn't have the wherewithal to do. Um, I, I to push I for the know. building. I do remember to push for the building, and that's yeah, why well, it needed, that's why it needed to happen. Say what you want, we have the building. We have a lot of nays. This this uh, the way the show text uh, text line works. You, you'd be interested, Darcy. If you text the show, it keeps uh, basically a catalog of every text you've had for the last five years. You should have seen the text I got: 2011, 2012, 2013. Just uh, there there was not a. Like, would you say that the downtown entertainment arena complex has worked and that things, has it worked? Bob, I I love it, man. I was, from day one, I was on board. I was living in the Okanagan, and I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, once this thing's built, we, we've we got to go to Edmonton to watch a game. Now, of course, we moved out here before it was built. But, no, man, you we needed that building. We needed that ice district. Which is it's why phenomenal. the change of ownership needed to occur. It's that simple. No, I, I agree. Well, but on top of that, too, like, Bob, when we had Garen and Waits, and I remember Kevin Lowe coming out and saying, we can't keep both of them. So he trades Garen for Carter, and he's like, we couldn't keep, we can't keep both guys. But then what happens in the summer? We lose weight. Yeah. Man, like, for so long, we went through so many players. And what makes it so exciting today, and, man, for the younger generation, they don't know this. 
But we never got the big free agents. And if we did get them, we had to overpay through the nose to get these guys. I, I remember saw, I remember a couple like, guys coming from a losing organization and saying to me, like, this this organization had made the playoffs, one of these guys. He was he was in hockey ops. And, he, well, you know, why would they sign Nugent Hopkins and haul to those deals? And I'm like, because they didn't sign any of their guys to long-term deals for a number of years before that. And so now they get a pair of number one overall picks and they give them uh, max term length contracts. Absolutely the fan base wanted R&H and, and Taylor Hall to get seven-year deals all day. Say what you want about the trade. The reality is the management was given the creative flexibility to go sign those guys. And then look at what happened in fairness to Shrelly, who traded Hall. But look at the deals he ultimately got on McDavid and Dry. Saddle, that also has to be proved by ownership. And David David Staples is coming on tomorrow. The continuity that the Oilers have had in terms of their with their team, that is part and parcel to the fact that management has been okay to sign your best players long term. And the time in which you're referring to, that did not occur. Never did. Bob, can I ask you one last question? Seven. The nineties, the late nineties team. If they would have had Daryl Cates or had the deep pockets like they did today, was that team going to go win a Stanley Cup? I'll take it a different way. Do you remember? So we had Wayne Gretzky on the show in December of 07. He was with the Phoenix Coyotes of that time. Second question I asked him, I said, uh, Wayne, we have people concerned about having an individual owner after what happened with Peter Pocklington. And Wayne, and it's rare that he would ever do this, he cut me off and said, "You hey, you have no concerns here. He will sign the best players long-term. If he'd owned the team when Pete had the team, I wouldn't have been sold. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He said it. <laughs> you it, heard man. it if you remember it. it. He said it on the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, hey, thanks, Bob. Yep, 122 in Edmonton. Interesting conversation. Uh, we'll take a quick time out and get to some of your texts momentarily on orders now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 123 in Edmonton. Guests and Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltoff that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open uh, Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Bob, greatness for me, the brush with greatness. He has listed um, Darcy wrote it, Wes Montgomery, Tom Wilkinson, Jackie Parker, Glenn Sather, Bob Stoffer. How dare you put me in that uh, category of those other guys? Kevin McClellan, Tom Bladen, Marty McSorley. These guys were stars. That one comes to us from the Don who says uh, changing the start time has not been Don approved. The Don has been texting us since day one. Uh, Wes Montgomery truly was a star. At one point, he had a 50 share in this market. He was a star. Uh, Logan says, the story of Gretzky never gets old, Bob. I love it, and I wish I was old enough to understand the teams of the late 1990s. Well, I can tell you that Glenn Sather... The Oilers had a tough stretch there. From uh, They made it to the conference final basically on fumes in 91 and 92, right? Like, those were just okay regular season teams, uh, but they got three rounds of the playoffs, and then they missed the playoffs for four straight years, and then they got back in the mix uh, in 96, 97. 
and away they went. Uh, they ended up uh, upsetting the Dallas Stars in 97, lost to Colorado, and then, frankly, uh, stunned Colorado coming from 3-1 down in the 98 playoffs uh, before being uh, deposed by Dallas in round 2 and 5. But those teams were you know, playing with one-third to one-half of uh, the... Uh, you know, combined salaries of the Dallas's, the Detroit's, Detroit was in the West then, and the Colorado's of the world. The Avalanche in particular had a degree of uh, arrogance about them. There's no question. Uh, Andrew Cito out of Nelson, B.C. says, My brush with greatness was when Kyle and Shauna arranged for my wife and myself to meet the mighty Bob S. before an Oilers-Jets game. Again, you got to raise your standard, man. Like, come on. Like, give me a, like, you know, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds or somebody like that. You know what At I'm least saying? it was the mighty Bob S. That's something. Yeah, well, not the mighty Bob S. in my household. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Bob, uh, I have a question for you. George LaRock's been begging to be signed uh, to an Oilers contract for one day because he wants to retire as an Oiler. How come you're not pushing management to do so? Well, that, you're assuming management would listen to me. That's a big assumption. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Though if they had, they would have drafted Brendan Gallagher. Uh, You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, hmm. Yeah, lots coming in. Uh, there you go. Uh, Nick says, Bob, in 1999, the Edmonton Oilers didn't lose four straight to Dallas. They lost by $25 million. Dallas went on to purchase the Stanley Cup. That is one way to look at it at that time. Money talks. You know what I'm saying? Money talks. This text comes in from Allie in Hope. He says, Bob, uh, I think the Oilers are not a better team than last year. They're an 80 to 86 point team. Allie's in Hope, BC. Ever stop off in Hope on the way when you go from uh, like Kelowna, uh, stop off in Hope on the way into Vancouver? You know, you know what movie that was filmed in Hope? What was that? Pretty sure Rambo was filmed near Hope, BC. Oh, yes, right. In yeah. the trees there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here you go. How's that for useless, superfluous information That's good. <laughs> that you get on a July 7th? So Allie's saying the Oilers are going to finish uh, with 80 to 86 points this year. Well, you're entitled to be wrong, Allie. You have that democratic right. Uh, Bob, what is the price tag for our boy Josh Anderson, and is it possible? might be possible next summer because the price point might come down. The Canadians might eat. tell you, if the Canadians ate a lot, I might be willing to dangle a first-rounder. Of course, they'll tell you they could get a lot more. Chris says, I don't know what Allie's talking about. We're winning the President's Trophy next year. That one comes to us from Chris on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. There you go. Now we got guys responding back uh, to texters. That's good. Hmm. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Matt says, Bob, I got to meet homegrown boy Shane Doan. Ran into him at the mullet last winter when I was there watching the Sun Devils. Uh, Shane is such a good old Alberta boy. Also, yes, the Oilers are better. Connor Brown is a much better player than Yamamoto. We have a real top six now. Well, they're the best top five in the league. 
And now uh, Brown rounds that out. 129 at Edmonton. When we come back from Pockpedia, Hart Levine's going to run some numbers and explain what's uh, logical in the Ryan McLeod negotiation as well as Evan Bouchard. But not before we go to a global news weather traffic update today with Randy Kilburn.